Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Derrida, Louisiana, recorded at our Easter Sunday service on Sunday, April 21st, 2019. Our gospel lesson comes from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while you were was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to the rest. Now it was as Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other woman with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. A story that Kayla read from Luke's Gospel is well known to many who are in the faith. For this is not the first Easter Sunday we've read that story. And yet the neat thing about Holy Scripture, especially from those of us in the Wesleyan tradition, is that we believe Scripture is twice aspired, once when written and once when read. And as I was reading through this passage a few months ago, getting ready for this service, I'll admit to you, I started skimming a little bit because I thought I knew it. But there was this little phrase in there that I had overlooked. A little phrase that I think gets at the heart of resurrection and the heart of Easter. And that is, then they remembered. Then they remembered. And I want to ask you this morning, what are you remembering today? As we come and we celebrate the resurrection, what are you remembering about this day? Are you remembering flowers? Are you remembering a family meal? Are you remembering traveling to someone's house? Are you remembering someone traveling to your house? Are you remembering an Easter egg hunt? Or maybe even Easter baskets themselves? It's amazing what goes into planning Easter, doesn't it? I had no idea until we had children just how complicated Easter is. 
we got to have clothes. We've got to have this. We've got to have a bow. We've got to have shoes. We got to, I was talking with a friend of mine last night, and he said, wait till she's old enough to go to prom. You'll be begging for Easter Sunday. <laughs> and I said, your daughter's not old enough to go to prom. And he said, I agree, but that's a different sermon. All right, but how much preparation have you put into Easter itself? Think about how much distracts us. I'm, the thing I was going to bring to the kids this morning that I'm going to bring on June 16th because it's appropriate for them too. It's something that I had set aside yesterday so that I wouldn't forget it this morning. I had literally set it aside. Any y'all, am I the only one who forgets a lot easier than I remember? All right, I think it's, I think it's chronic, something in the water. I don't know. And we ask, we say, well, we laugh about the trivial, don't we? We laugh about forgetting keys. I've walked into a room, I don't know how many times, and had no idea why I walked in there. Any of y'all had that problem? You know, but here's the deal. If we could forget stupid little props, and if we can forget where our keys are, and we can forget where our newspapers are, and we can forget where the documents are when we need them, why are we so arrogant as to think that we wouldn't forget the Easter story? That wonderful music you just heard, they've been working on it. I got news for James Brown. He may be the hardest working man in show business, but this man here is the hardest working business, uh, church musician. You know, John has done some great work. Go ahead. And I didn't tell John I was going to do this. Just play along, John, okay? I'm still your boss for another two months, all right? Now, just play along. Did y'all just show up this morning and wing it? Y'all didn't just show up and wing it? He, he didn't just hand y'all the music and say, let's get after it? A couple months ago. A couple of months ago, yes. But y'all been working on it, haven't you? And every now and then, as you go through rehearsal, have you ever caught yourself saying, now remember when we went over this last week? You remember that? You did that this morning, okay? And yet you see how beautiful that music was. It's because they practiced it so much that it became second nature. It's because John made a decision to commit to that music. They made a commitment to be here on Wednesday nights. So, and even then, they could forget something here or there. I heard that. Oh. I get asked all the time, why is church important? Why is reading the Bible important? Why is praying with our children important? It's because God made the church so that we would constantly tell each other the stories so that we wouldn't forget. I get asked by parents all the time, why? I don't really, I, I got other things going on in my life and I don't need my kids to be in church every Sunday because they know who Jesus is. I got news for you. Your kids are just as easy at forgetting as we are. And it doesn't matter how old our children are. We could be 90 and our children are 70. But a 70-year-old is still looking to mom and dad. 
It's why we teach our children to read and to pray and to worship and to serve and to do all that. The reason why we worship every Sunday is it's just like a choir preparing for beautiful music. Because here's what happened. Don't forget what happened in this story as Luke found it in his investigation. The women were terrified. Even though Jesus told them, even though the shot had been called that he was going to rise on the third day, the women were perplexed about the body not being in the tomb. And they were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the man said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb. They told all this to the eleven and to the rest. These were Jesus' own followers. These were people that with, were with the man. And yet when they got to his tomb and saw that he had called his shot, they could not remember. They could not remember that what they discovered is what Jesus told them. The reason why we celebrate Easter every year, the reason why we go through the liturgical calendar of the church every year, the reason why every Sunday is important is because it is incumbent on us to remember. Let us not be people who miss what Jesus is doing because we have not paid attention to what our scriptures say. Let us remember the cross on Good Friday, because Easter Sunday is confusing without Good Friday. There's nothing we're celebrating on Easter Sunday. That's why Monday, Thursday worship and Good Friday worship are so important. Let us use Easter Sunday this year as a commitment to knowing our Lord so well that we don't forget Him. We're going to celebrate a baptism here in a few minutes, and Somebody said, a baptism on Easter, isn't that kind of strange? I said, well, actually, in the ancient church, that's when baptisms happened. You would go through a three-year, what we would call, confirmation process. Studying and learning. And on Easter Sunday, the, those that were going through the catechism would present themselves and be baptized. Because in the waters of baptism, we dive in and have death washed off of us. And we rise again as new creations. Because God has made all things new. And as we celebrate baptism this morning, I challenge you to pay attention to the liturgy. It's all in your bulletin in that insert. The reason it's there, as I told Mark and Veronica this morning, it's 30, 40 years from now. Young Vale may be going through her baby book, getting ready for a baptism in her own family. And she won't just have a baptism certificate with an old man's signature on it. 
but she will see the story of her baptism. But more importantly, she will see the story of God's work because her baptism is not her story, but it is God's story. No more than Easter Sunday is our story, but it is God's story. As we make the congregational commitments to Vail and to her parents this morning, let us remember this isn't our work but God's. And go home with these words on your mind. Then they remembered. And let us be people who commit or recommit ourselves to putting us ourselves in position that we too remember all of Jesus Christ's work so that we may have life and have it abundantly. And for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana. You may find out more about our ministries at fumcderitter.org or by finding us on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.